means beef with the other kid as well because the other kid got away for january now too so yeah no you're, you're having you're having one of those fun timelines okay you're, you're having one of those uh family vacation movie timelines i love you for it yeah just don't go full chevy chase it's never a good thing no ever it's ever just, just ever not. a good thing I don't know how that man made Dan Harmon seem like the, the chill one, but uh, that's that's a bad sign when Dan Harmon seems like the rational one in the room. Right. <laughs> exactly. Hello, welcome to the VG Weekly Roundup, you know, one unranked weekly video game podcast every Tuesday at 9.30ish p.m. Central Time and Thursdays at 9... At, nope, 8 p.m.-ish. Central Time, we come to you live for our collection of this week's biggest gaming news, host topics, and we'll be playing right here at twitch.tv slash closp. That is twitch.tv slash closp. Please remember, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming, a wonderful monthly Twitch sub for any channel. We'll have a good channel for you, but if not, understandable. The, we've launched. We've just gone out there. We are now on all podcast services. This is Minus's first time on podcast services across the globe. Please share, like, subscribe. Download. I see some of you downloading already from the past few episodes. We love you for it. Do more of it. Tell a friend. Shove us down a friend's throat. Just take your friend, grab him by the goddamn neck, just put him against the chair, just like just, just, just twit, t- 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 tilt the head back. And they start to do this, this thing where they don't open their mouth. They just, just hold their nose closed. You it's just to hold the nose closed and do it with the two, the, the index finger and the middle finger. So that way you don't get too close. You can just kind of hold it there. It's damn near impossible to break that kung fu grip. Eventually they're gonna have to open up and then you just shove us the fuck in there. Just. Anyway, I'm your host, so to speak. You can call me P. As always, I'm joined by uh, one of my co-hosts, the resident speedrunner wannabe game dev, minus of at minus twenty seven on Twitch. I'm told that you always remember your first throat download. I don't. I don't. I don't really know where to go there. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Your first time with a throat, and I was like, mm, I don't know where you're going with this, but the answer is yes. I don't. I. I don't actually know which one was worse, yours or mine. Huh. Mine was more fun. <laughs> if I remember correctly, but there was just so many things involved with those times. Uh, this is episode three on Thursday, May 12th, 2022. Uh, this week we have for you uh, more talks of what we've been playing. We've been Triangle Strategy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. We have dates for Summer Game Fest. We have the FTC being the FTC uh xbox finally making moves that we've been waiting for gotham knights being like hey fuck you and the internet being like no fuck you too uh and sony just sony i don't know what to do with you we're gonna we're gonna get with you we're gonna cover like three stories all at once at the end of the show and just i i don't know so sony's got me in my feelings right now and we'll worry about, about that when we get there but again before we get into there starting us off today what we've been playing minus what you've been doing I have finally told myself to just get over it and jump into a game I've been really looking forward to playing for a while, which is the new Ratchet and Clank game, Rift Apart. Uh, it's a direct sequel to Into the Nexus, which, a game that came out years ago. I, I can't remember the exact year, but uh, it uh, is a sequel to that one, kind of Ratchet and Clank in retirement mode and they're uh going to and they're kind of like enjoying it and they're they're going to like a celebration of themselves and then stuff starts to happen 
uh, rifts start opening and things go crazy and Dr. Nefarious is back and uh, chaos ensues. So that's plot. Uh, gameplay wise, uh, I've this this uh, I, I this has been a, quite an interesting game to jump into on the PlayStation Five. So if there's one thing that Insomniac loves to do, it's kind of play around in the space they're given. They did a lot with what PS Five brought and tried to, and did a lot of stuff with. So and P, I know that you and I have had discussions in the past about the PS 5s controller. Mm-hmm. and some of the stuff they do with it this game tries to use it and i don't know if i really like it or if i hate it um but belt. they do a lot belt. Of, yeah <laughs> they, they they do a lot with the adaptive triggers so like based on the weapon i have pulled out the triggers physically feel different mm-hmm. and i don't know if i love that or hate it i think it's really cool um but then sometimes i think my my controller's broken <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I like pause the game and it goes back to normal. And I'm like, oh, okay, no, it's not broken. That's, that's how it's meant to be. Um, all right. So really like mixed feelings there. Um, uh, but, but they do try, right? They have things where the, the button, the, the guns actually function differently based on how much you push the trigger down. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of cool. And then of course the, the controller still talks to you, which uh is is a, is a thing that they they did and it's not confusing at all sometimes wait i'm sorry what well you know how like the controller actually makes noises right so like uh certain gear or when you take certain types of damage your controller will make a noise uh can that be turned similar, off s- s- uh, probably i okay. imagine it can be it's similar to um god what is it Ghost of Tsushima, right? When you do the wind thing and the wind noise comes out of the controller. Okay, so here's the thing about that. For me, once again, I despise the DualSense controller. So I do everything I can to try and, like, make sure the noise doesn't come out of the controller because I don't like that. As I typically play with headphones. I have to play. That's how I normally have to play my games a lot of times. Especially if I'm streaming at that point. Um, And it's like this, this paranoia I have of, like... Is anything coming out of it? So I'm assuming I've done everything right to make sure noise does not come out of my controller and I don't miss anything, but I don't know. So like whenever that happens, that's the big turnoff for me. I hate, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I know for some people they love it. I despise game companies trying to make the controller like more than it actually is. Like no, it's just there for me to press buttons. I don't want it to be anything special. Press buttons. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. But that's just me. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. But so with the space that they're given in this PS5 universe, they're definitely like spreading out, right? And just trying to use it all. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're using it. It's there. Uh, so a little bit less about the game, more about the PlayStation itself, I guess. Uh, but the but the gameplay itself is still that Ratchet and Clank goodness. And mm-hmm. It looks beautiful. Uh, and it's very performant. Uh, I know that they, people have talked about it and experiencing it too. It's still really crazy to see just how well and fast it loads. Um, and like the shifting of the levels and those pocket dimensions and everything, everything just loads really quick and seamless. I've uh, I've tried to play around a little bit because you can step in and out of uh, like uh, the universes and uh, dimensions with the rifts and stuff. And I like to see like, oh, can I see when it switches and spots? Uh, and you can see it, but it's real fast. So uh, I'm very impressed with the quality of the game. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say, have you noticed that anything feel like it was uh, being slowed down at any times? No, uh, the only, the only, the only uh, times because they do a really good job of like covering up some of those moments with cutscenes. Mm-hmm. So I don't find myself sitting around too often. The only times have been times where I'm used to it in natural, like traveling to other planets. A lot of times they'll shove cutscenes in there, but times where they don't, it's just like they fly to the planet. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 not long enough for me to like. It's barely long enough for you to like put my controller down, take a drink, and then going back to my controller by the time it's ready to go again. So, yeah. Uh, games are getting faster and stuff. So anyway, uh, I'm still relatively early into the game. Uh, I'm loving it. I love the series, and I'm loving the game. And Jennifer Hale's amazing. I mean, this has been known, but I yeah. agree. Yeah, nothing, nothing new about that. Uh, all the voice actors are there, and they're all great. Uh, I actually had their names up, and then I forgot. Because uh, I know it's uh, it's it's Arnold Taylor. I had his name. James Arnold Taylor. James Arnold Taylor, right? So James Arnold Taylor, who plays Ratchet, uh, who I always love as Ratchet. And funny enough, the voice I remember him uh, from all the time is Final Fantasy X when he played uh, uh, Titus. Uh, Titus, yeah, yeah. Uh, I c- also Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh my God, he did play Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. His Obi Wan's really good. His Obi Wan is fantastic. I love his Obi Wan. Uh, and then I, and then uh, I just clank. I had this pulled up, and then I closed it like a dummy. But hang on, I have it here in just a second. It is David Kane. David K. David K. A two place clank. David k has been there since the beginning, because James Arnold Taylor actually didn't come in until the second game. Wait, really? The very the very first Ratchet wasn't uh James. It was a different voice actor. No way. Um let me let me pull up their oh, Ratchet. Uh it was uh you think I'd have this stuff ready. But it was a different voice actor and if you ever played the original game and listened to it uh is noticeably different he had a bit more of like a surfer guy but in 2002 the first game the voice actor's name was mikey kelly no way voiced him in 2002 and then james took it over from the next game on uh why exactly i don't know but uh, i really liked the change yeah, it definitely had a different vibe from the first game, and then immediately going into the second, it was a lot more like personable, um, all of that. So, man, very cool. We are fucking old. We are 2002. We are Some... fucking old. I was 13 in 2002. At 12, you know, I was right behind you. Some of these kids playing these games right now and using this podcast, they didn't they didn't even know what the fuck that they were born in 2000. I had the two young ones here who were mm-hmm. watching me play this and they were asking me if because uh, they're playing the remake of the original mm-hmm. on PS4. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And that's all they know of Ratchet and Clank. 
So they're like, they're like, oh, is is this after the first one? And I don't know how to answer their question. I'm like, yeah, yes, but, yes, but not your first one. <laughs> Listen, you have homework. Different. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I. Man. Man, we're old. Holy shit, we're old. Yeah. I also, we, I meant to say this earlier, but I got distracted by certain things on there. Um, I think it's hilarious that, uh, you know, just, just so classic Ratchet and Clank, when you said, like, your thought was to just get over it, that, it's so funny that that could work as a Ratchet and Clank title. <laughs> Ratchet I love Clank, it. Just get over it. I just, I just love it. I love it. It would work. That'd be about I, it. What if I've been playing Ratchet and Clank? Just get over it. Never. R- Ratchet and Clank will never be done. Or... So so I want to ask you a question about this. So how is the fidelity? Like, what, what are the max frames you're getting out of this? How, how is it performing? Because I'm, I'm wondering. Like, uh, I... uh, yeah, so at least on PS5, they actually have hard settings. So the mm-hmm. default setting is the fidelity rating is 30 FPS. Okay. Um, at 4K. Okay. I actually changed it to performance so that I, because I'm not playing on the greatest TV. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need the 4K. So I'll drop it down and get 60 FPS uh, mm-hmm. locked. And that's how I'm playing. And I like it. So that so you can switch between like a fidelity um, uh, they preset didn't have, to uh, a performance preset. I thought they had an, an update where it was um, the ability to have 60 and 4K again. I don't know. If there is, I didn't see it. They might okay. have it, but you might need like HDR or something. Okay, maybe, uh, maybe that's the case. I was going to say have on that with on, on that old ass TV. Because I'm I'm feeling like at this point I'm probably going to hold off on it because Insomniac I believe in them. I didn't think they could go any further with Miles Morales the PS the PS5 title of like making it uh, 60 frames per second and 4K and then Sleeper Hit along with the V you know the PS5's uh, variable refresh rate uh, now being you can play Miles Morales 4K in 120 frames. Yeah, I mean, they are bringing a lot of that in. You can actually uh, fiddle a little bit with it to, like, turn off the, like, the ray tracing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And Wretched Clank. I know that there's settings for it. So I might I, I might wait to play this one until it. that, so. Because, like, ju- uh... just watching, like, again, seeing, I could not believe, when when I played Miles Morales and after the 4K update, um... I couldn't believe human has that, and then playing it again here recently, tracking out for the the VRR on PS5 at 120 frames 4K. Holy shit! So like, if I can wait to play Ratchet until that kind of performance mode happens, because it's both by Insomniac, I'm kind of about it at this point. I think that's like the only thing I'm waiting on right now. Oh, they do have 60 frames 4K. Okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. So the the difference was that there is a performance mode at 60 frames lower resolution, but features the ray tracing and adjusted okay. lighting, stuff like that. Okay. So you can turn all that off and get the 4K back. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. That's what it was. That's okay. What it was. I think I might still wait for the 120 if that happens. Because I feel, yeah. again, no one, I don't think anyone, like, bugged Insomniac to do that for Miles Morales, but then they did. So I'm kind of, like, waiting if they can manage to do that. For Ratchet as well, I, uh, I, I, that's how I want to experience it the first time around. That's fucking next level to me. Did you have anything else to add? No, I think that's it. 
there's there seems to be ways to unlock that 120 fps mode but i have not looked into it at all again uh, the, mo- the the tv i'm playing on probably can't really push that much anyway so mm-hmm. i'm no, not worried fair. about it but i it's probably there anyway uh great game uh love ratchet and clank so it's there also if you pay ten dollars more you can get a deluxe edition that's got stuff on it that i didn't care to look at so i didn't buy it but it's there i'm that's classic sony so um yeah. Anyway, so move on to my game then. I have gotten to the, I haven't beaten. I've gotten to the end of Triangle Strategy, and you know what? Every time I think I can't love this game anymore, it finds a new way. This is possibly the first time ever. So those who don't know, I typically play long in a game. That's just how I've always been. That's how I've played them forever. Everyone knows. Minus has seen it. Gallon has seen it. Uh, just everyone knows. I, I, I get a long ass game, and I kind of like this. Just disappear. Because I swallowed them whole. This is just part of what happens. Um, and so that's how I play games. I only do that because I am someone who, not for 100% runs, but I kind of do everything. And I always aim for like the, the true end situation in all, in all my games. This is the first time where a game has a true end. And I have it feasible, ava- available to me to go ahead and do so. But I'm having to struggle so hard... When I look at it, the way the game plays and the, all the offerings to me, I think I want to actually go back a few sh- saves, and I'm going to go ahead and play this game to get all of the other ends in the other paths, because as you do, you get to carry over uh, the extra units you recruit throughout the game, because you get extra units doing certain things, and just experience all of their stories and everything as time goes on, because in the true end, there is a... Uh, Basically, the ending of the, the true end breaks you up into three different parties. And while you can get it all in one in one go of, you know, like, oh, your party won't be full, but you can separate people and probably still beat the game if you try hard enough. But for me, this is such a thing of, like, they offer so much. They do so much. I feel that I will be rewarded enough that I'm okay with playing this game over about four times to get all the scenarios, to get all the characters and have that full, I recruited everyone, everyone's super buffed up moment for the true end. And I don't I don't think I've ever had that before. I don't think I've ever had that. I'm going to play this game multiple times to get all the different settings on it. But this game just got me. It's got the narrative. It's got the um, the gameplay. Like, this is a true tactics game. And like I said before, and how great it is that certain classes, like, certain classes are just for, like, building uh, ladders or traps. And that's the gameplay for that character, but they're still viable. The way that it's a game, it's not about making sure none of your characters die. Your characters are meant to die in the fight because they're meant to be that challenging. It's just about actually, you know, going further with that and what you can do with that. And uh, it's just, it's it really is something special. This game is something special for tactic fans. I don't think I can ever go back to the cheapo version of tactics games that is Fire Emblem at this point. Like, this has been what I've always said for years. If I wish Fire Emblem didn't wasn't so married to that your units can die bullshit because that makes it so that the story has to be limited in what it can tell you because it has to be written in a way where you don't need to have any of your units there because they could be dead in the combat which in in my opinion in all honesty lessens the story they're just not as special because they can't take as important a part into it this game does not have that issue because of what it is and I love it for it. I really, really do. Um, I can't say enough good about it. Like, 
I'm at like I'm gonna be just under seventy hours probably when I do go back and like because again I'm at the, like the final part like I have like three battles in this um this golden route they call it but I'm just gonna go back and probably get like one more battle instead then um and just under seventy hours by the time I beat it probably. And it's, been, it's just been so worth it. Again, I'm not mad about the fact that... I think I'm done with it for a little bit now. Just for the sake of like... Okay, I'll get this first in. But I'm going to come back to this game probably for years. And like, oh, I want to play a tactics game? I'll go play that again. Because, again, the scenarios branch off into such legitimately separate things to happen. Like, and it's all fully voiced for the most part. Uh, all the all side characters, even the ones that aren't part of the main party that vote in there, you know, play a plot device they still have their own side stories that aren't related to you know like some kind of dating simulator bullshit that is fire, what fire emblem is now it's actual like world building side stories that are fully voiced as well and interact with other characters within your party that are enjoyable and interesting and just the upgrades ability the crafting the more challenging uh, challenge mode maps being able to like buff things up just ah this just this game doesn't stop giving this game doesn't never stops giving and I can't stop taking. I love it so much. I really do. If you were having any interest, the demo is still out there on the eShop. It does carry over in the full game. Do yourself a favor. Check out that demo. Check out this game. Triangle Strategy is what, from in my opinion, turn-based tactics game players have been waiting for. This is everything I wish Fire Emblem was, but probably never will be because of its being married to its um, different concepts. I do love tactics games. Never got into Fire Emblem, but I do love tactics games. Like. Um, and uh, Switch is a great place for it. This is also the first time I'm just like, I know I'm going to be here for hours. I, this is the first game on my Switch since I first had it. I have a launch Switch. I played damn near all this game in handheld mode because I just wanted to. I just wanted to sit there, zone out, and play this game. Like it's so mm -hmm. cool. I, it, in my in my mind of like. This, you know, I normally want to play the game on the on the big screen. That's, that's kind of how I want to do it. But it's just, I don't know. It's such a, uh, it's such a thing of like, no, this is, they came back to those Game Boy days in a way. But those Game Boy days, some of them were really fucking special days. They really were. That this is only yeah. out in this one little spot in your house, wherever you live. And like, that's just your day. Like, mm, so fucking good. Again, I cannot say enough good things about this game. Please, if you have any tactics and everything, give it a shot. Can it be punishing? Yes, but there are lower difficulties. Don't worry about people wanting you to prove your EP to them or some other bullshit. Just enjoy it and just re really take it all in. Yeah, I might end up having to pick it up. It's it's so again the demo is out there. The demo is free. The demo does carry over to the main game. So even if you just want a taste of it, you just want a taste of it. You want to see if you enjoy this setting and what's going on there. It's there for you to enjoy. Just ah, take advantage, please. Good stuff. I will say one of my crowning achievements though is, uh, there was at one point I got so good at my tactics. At one point it was like I in how the versatility of uh, the versatility of the tactics that. I, there was one point in the game, uh, in the latter portion of it, the game crashed. And I don't mean the game crashed as in, like, it shut down. I mean, I cornered this NPC so much that the, the AI gave up. The AI refused to make a move, 
it was just stuck there. I cut them off completely. They had nowhere to go. They were in a hostile environment because I had the floor on fire due to the things I was doing on there. And like the AI just didn't know what to do. It was like everything leads to damage. And the AI doesn't know, oh, take damage to do damage. It doesn't know that kind of advanced concept. So there I am. And the game just like, uh, I was there for like, no, it's impossible. Because sometimes there's a little bit of delay. You got, you know, there's a speed up option. A little bit of delay of how long it takes the computer to decide what it wants to do next. It does stop and think a little bit. Um, it couldn't compute. I, I literally beat the computer to the point that it couldn't compute. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll restart the game, whatever. So log out, come back. It's like, damn, that sucks. So, well, come back and let's see if there's an auto save on this thing. Oh, there is a quick save. Cool. Loaded in the quick save. By doing that, the quick save automatically gets deleted. And you know what? I had to know. I had to know if it would do it again. So I did it again, the exact same way. You know what? Still didn't know what to do. It, <laughs> it just didn't know what to do. The game, the, the AI gave up again. I had to restart it. At this point, I had to actually play from the beginning because it, it, just, it was like, oh, well, fuck. Okay, whatever. That's funny. It was it was awesome. I loved it. I love this game. I love Triangle Strategy. It it could be goatee. I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right, folks. And then yeah, that's gonna be what we've been playing on there. So let's go ahead and now jump into the news for this week. First up, Summer Game Fest has been dated. This is at Jeff Keeley at his Twitter. We have a date. Don't miss hashtag Summer Game Fest streaming live on Thursday, June 9th at 11 a.m. PT, 2 p.m. ET, 6 p.m. GMT. I don't know why we can't ever have Central Time. Why can't we have Central Time? You know, just I'm just saying GMT. Really? You're going to get that close to us and then use GMT instead of CT? Really? <laughs> really? Mountain Time. They're like the smallest time zone of them all. Whatever, Jeff Keeley. you coward. I don't think it takes that much bravery to say fuck Activision Blizzard, but whatever, motherfucker. Um, I'm hosting a live cross-industry showcase, game announcements reveal, plus day of the devs. Lots of events coming in June. Keep checking SummerGameFest.com. So yeah, we have a date. We have a date for the not E3 of this summer, hosted by Jeff Keighley. And it will be, for us, that would be Thursday, June 9th, and we will be covering it, you know, central time. So since it is 2 p.m. ET, that will be Central Time 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, I have the day off already, so I will be covering at the very least myself. I do not know if Minus and Ultima will be able to join. That is a weekday. So we will see what happens. Either way, the channel will be live to react to that. It's already been planned. And that will be the beginning of our coverage of that week, because we will also have Sunday as well for the Xbox uh, Bethesda Showcase. And we'll see what else pops up around the time. I am interested in Day of the Devs. Last year, Day of the Devs was my, like, that was that was my time. Like, oh, there was some really cool games there. So I'm very excited for that. Okay. Uh, anything to add on that before we take off? I was staring at it. I was like, why does that look so familiar? That GMT is actually Greenwich Mean. So that's like the zero mark for time zones. That's why it's on there. I was staring. I was like, why is it on there? But that's why it's because Greenwich mean. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, otherwise, I I do I yeah. Well, I I don't know if I'll be there for the live stream. If we have the Thursday night, uh, 
VG Weekly, I'll probably be able to chime in then. Yeah. We'll Let's talk about it more when it gets closer, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, good stuff. Always love seeing it. Mm-hmm. All right. And then next up, uh, Minus, go ahead and earn your paycheck for the next few weeks. All right, I'm going to do that. So we have uh, we got a collection of articles. I'm going to start running through a couple. We'll we'll take some time to talk about them though. The first one here is FTC probing Sony's Sony's Bungie acquisition as gaming merger oversights get more aggressive. This is from Rebecca Valentine at IGN. The Federal Trade Commission is reportedly opening an inquiry into Sony's planned acquisition of Bungie marking a notable ramp-up in federal oversight of gaming mergers during a period of major industry consolidation. According to sources speaking with the information, last week the FTC began seeking more information about the deal in an investigation that could potentially delay its closing by six months or even more. Though a closing date wasn't announced alongside the initial announcement, the information reports it could be pushed into early 2023. The FTC is reportedly focused on concerns that Sony might be motivated to prevent competing companies and services such as Xbox from accessing Bungie's games such as Destiny 2. That means examining how popular Destiny is and whether a possible restriction would meaningfully harm Sony's competitors and create antitrust violations. While Sony has publicly committed to keeping Bungie games cross-platform its ability to restrict both current titles and future releases in a future in the future is a point of antitrust concern you know so when this article came out and i was reading it and thinking about it i i i honestly got a little stuck um because i i have to wonder where does this kind of um antitrust concern come in uh and how and where it's different from like i guess first party titles or like exclusives i, I imagine uh, the difference here is that the, the the games do at least currently exist on other consoles um and the concern about being able to shut them out of there but it's it's interesting. It's interesting to think about. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I almost died over there for a second there. Um, I'm back now, folks. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think it's um, the government wants a piece of the check. Um, basically, I'm sure they're trying to find out what they can benefit from it. In honesty, uh, in terms of it, I mean, as much as they can delay it, I don't see people have made good points of the fact that. None of these deals are probably going to be stopped. The simple fact that games come from so many different places that, and the competitor, you know, competitors is such a loose term as it is right now, especially for Sony, who really, you know, you look at Sony, they seem so big, but we're in a world right now where Microsoft isn't really competing with them anymore. They're more competing to keep like Amazon and Google out of the game space, as opposed to worrying about what Sony is doing. Right. And they just, they just operate. The business is so different. And these type of things, you know, ultimately, it's worth noting to see what they will, you know, if, if a bomb cell drops and something gets changed in some way we just really did not see coming. That does make them worth looking into and trying to understand what is happening there. But for the most part, in my opinion, 
And there's basically isn't much that can be said to go ahead and stop this. You know, honestly, maybe restrictions. That would be interesting to go ahead and see what, you know, as they're saying here with like, you know, would be uh, withholding these games that were originally were multi-platform from the competitors. What does that really mean? Things of that nature. I don't need, I don't think there's going to be enough examples for those kind of restrictions to really be a um, a deal breaker, honestly. So if it gets delayed, I wouldn't be surprised just for the sake of um, bureaucratical bullshit. But mm-hmm. I'm sure it's, I'm, I'm still feeling pretty much sure that, yeah, this is going to happen. Like, you know, it's just, it's probably just going to happen, honestly. I'm right there with yeah. you. I don't see any reason why this would be uh, full on, like, stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just so much more interested in, in what the FTC could get more involved with yeah. or, or even potentially stop in the future. Uh, exactly. So, so a, a space to pay attention to, I think. The yeah. gaming, the, like you were saying, like the gaming industry is, is a, a so diverse and, and it's just so different. So imagining, uh, imagining antitrust concerns at that level, I just wonder what that would look like. Um, I'm trying to think of of a, of a scenario that, uh, like a worst case scenario that someone could try to perform that would actually cause these potential like gaming monopolies. Exactly. Stuff. And I think that's kind of the thing as well in terms of like, okay, what does that really mean in games in all honesty? Like for myself, I've said it, but something like we make jokes about it. You know, I make jokes about it. I don't need my PS5 in the nature, but it's truth. Like even then the only game the PS5 has released that is exclusive to PS5 that I really wanted was Ratchet and Clank. I haven't gotten around to it for the simple fact of um, like, I, the business practice of Sony and PlayStation is so much different from Microsoft that I am not incentivized to give money to Sony as it stands. It doesn't matter what they have. Just the business practice alone is enough that I, again, it's not even that I'm choosing not to be part of it. I don't feel attracted to being a part of their, uh, you know, their ecosystem, the monetary ecosystem. I have a feeling some of the stories you're going to get into a little bit later too, are probably going to feed into that. Exactly. Like it, it's just so different to the point of like, okay, I guess you could, you could try to say that, but even then, I think if you got into the like real deep muddy uh, jargon, uh, any windows that they have to get into, if they went to like court or something like that, uh, it just doesn't add up. Like if people who actually know the deal, like I understand everyone's concerns. Like I'm not trying to be pro um, consolidation or corporation or anything like that. Everyone who's been here knows we always say it every time, corporation is not your friends. Even if they do things that are good for consumers, that's just them trying to get more money. They're not actually your friends. They, they're not people. Um, <laughs> right. But ultimately, like, yeah, just anyone who knows, like, yeah, it's too diverse. Like, again, so many of the games I'm playing right now, just I'm playing them and probably going to give Microsoft money for them because they're on Game Pass. But a simple fact of how they work their ecosystem for me is beneficial is how I choose to take part in this industry of uh, obtaining and addressing you know my my desire for games as opposed to how sony does so so it's just I, I it's just so different it's just too different i can't see them being stopped yeah you, you know on that note uh let's talk a bit more about xbox's ecosystem yeah uh the next article here is from jeff grubb over at venture beat <clears throat> talking about xbox's plans to launch a streaming puck and samsung app in the next year 
Microsoft is done waiting for you to come to Xbox. (laughs) 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 I didn't read Uh, that first line. I'm going to read it one more time. Sorry. Microsoft is done waiting for you to come to Xbox. (laughs) Instead, the company is gearing up to bring Xbox to wherever you are. This is part of the company's Xbox Everywhere initiative, which was expanded yesterday. This was, so this was on 5-6, so I guess the 5th of May, mm-hmm. uh, by adding Fortnite to Xbox Cloud Gaming. While you can already stream games from the cloud to your phone and PC, Microsoft has also has plans to expand access through your family room television, according to people familiar with the plans. In the next 12 months, Microsoft plans to release an Xbox Cloud Gaming streaming device. This will likely look like an Amazon first stick or perhaps a small Roku like puck. I think they and mean fire like, stick. I do think they mean fire stick. Yeah. Um, they probably mean, yeah, like the like kind of just basically this USB thing you plug into the TV or what. Jeff Grubb, where are you? Get on this, man. What the <clears> fuck? <throat> Go on. Sorry. And like a Roku, the Xbox streaming device will enable you to access movie and TV services in addition to a library of games through Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. If you already have a Samsung Smart TV, though, you can maybe skip a separate device entirely. Microsoft is working closely with its partners at Samsung to develop an Xbox game streaming app for that company's televisions. That, too, should debut within the next 12 months. This move from Microsoft is hardly surprising. The company has noted repeatedly that it doesn't really care how you get into the Xbox ecosystem. But while it has said that, it also simultaneously poured huge resources into its dedicated Xbox consoles. This has been something of a concession that gaming hardware is still the best way to reach potential Game Pass subscribers. But with games like Fortnite and Halo Infinite, Microsoft could appeal to an audience that's ready to try for games but not willing to make an investment in expensive consoles. Okay, so that's out of the way. Uh, Let's talk about this. So all your bases are belong to us. This this right here is exactly why Xbox and Sony are not competitors. Yeah. They're not at all. Like, this is I, a whole nother level. Like oh Sony can't God. get me into the ecosystem. I don't know how the fuck to leave Microsoft. Yeah. You can't escape Microsoft's ecosystem anymore. Like, um yeah and this this honestly is a really natural place for it to go next and i honestly can see within the next year people just picking up a controller and playing on their tv like honestly, I, I would do it. it like depending on what kind of game it is yeah why not like sometimes you know hey you know what truth of the matter is props to microsoft i can't get out of the fucking ecosystem even when i try yeah uh they still run on batteries all right, like they still run batteries. I don't. I had to buy batteries again for my fucking Xbox controller because it, it requires batteries, even with the wire. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I don't want I don't want to deal with the wire. Sometimes I want to be on my bed or something shit like that. So I got to buy batteries, um, and it's annoying. Like sometimes I just want to like not even bother with turning on the console and all this other shit. Like, yeah, if it's an app on my smart TV, sure, why not? Because for those who don't know, um, because uh, no. no Talking from a very place of very good privilege right now, uh, I'm very fortunate to be able to provide to myself to the way of, you know, having a very good smart 4K TV, has all the fixing, things of that nature. For those who don't know, smart TVs aren't all just wireless. Like, th- there is an actual, like, Ethernet port back there. So even with cloud gaming of, like, oh, well, what are you going to do about Wi-Fi? And it's like, you don't have to. I'll just, I'll just plug it in directly. I have that option. 
Like, it, it isn't just Wi-Fi. For those who do not know, it is also, like, hard-lined in to my modem to provide internet directly and go ahead and even more so, you know, eliminate that lag, that delay, things of that nature. So this is definitely a thing. This is this, this is totally a, an option you can have. Like, you know, as my youngest niece and nephew, as they get older, and, you know, even with my parents, my parents have smart TVs too, even like this whole thing is like, oh, I'll, you know, I don't have to worry about getting them a console or something like that. Just get them this little stick or get them the app and just have them have a controller to play downstairs or something like that. Yeah, makes it that much easier. It just makes sense. Like, <clears throat> again, it's just more and more of like, the reason I'm so into Xbox generation again right now is not because I particularly enjoy or care for Xbox or Microsoft or any group, honestly. It's the fact that the ease of access is just right there and they keep putting it to me everywhere I go to the point of like, why wouldn't I? Like, it's just there. And if it just works, then that's all I need to do. I just need to be accessible. I need it to work. That's it. Like, I, I think I think they've been calling in the Bethesda guys too much lately. Ever since yeah. they bought them, they're they're figuring like, hey, how can we just get all of our shit on everything everyone owns? God damn it! God, no, I fucking hate you! I fucking hate you! <laughs> oh my god! Soon oh. you're gonna be able to play Skyrim, and you can play Xbox in Skyrim. I don't. <laughs> that's what that's why they delayed the games because they had to find a way to get Skyrim out there one more goddamn time. More, they they yeah. they've, they've been working on it. They need to have Skyrim native to the Xbox Fire Fire Stick. I'm sorry, the the Amazon First Stick and the um <laughs> the n native like it's just gonna be an app on TVs now. It's just Skyrim Five, the app. I want to be able to sit in the new Elder Scrolls game. I want to be able to sit at a TV in that game and play Skyrim while playing that game. Game within a game. And I wouldn't put it past them to do it at this point. <laughs> I really wouldn't. I bet someone is working on it. Gotta. Uh. Gotta be. Um, so I, 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 I am interested to see how this goes and what they do with those Samsung Smart TVs. Uh, I, I do see that as a uh, winning idea that could potentially at least do away with Xbox's consoles. They may not need to make another one. They mm -hmm. just go down this ecosystem and then just go completely through cloud gaming or PC. That's not. I think they're always going to have a box. They're always going to have a console. It's for the sake of like the hardware they sell. So it makes sense, oh, like, does. to just have be there. Like, this is going to be things people want because I yeah, still want I'm, that, and I'm always going to want. That. I'm always going to want that. Want that hardware. But no, I do see. Like again, it's just more and more tools of like, okay, just throw in darts at the board and like, what sticks and what sticks the best? We'll go with that. Yeah. So it, really interesting. We'll keep an mm -hmm. eye on this too. I want to see some of those TVs too. I am in the market. Absolutely, absolutely. Give you some recommendations. All right. So let's uh, let's jump into this. This this won't take too long, but it's probably important to note uh, that Gotham Knights is no longer coming to PS4 and Xbox One. This is from Michael McWhorter at Polygon. Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment's Batman Arkham series successor, Gotham Knights, is coming to PlayStation 5, Windows PC, and Xbox Series X of this October. And only those platforms. The game is no longer slated to be released on last generation consoles. PS4, Xbox One, uh, and Xbox One, Warner Brothers announced Tuesday. In a news release announcing a new gameplay trailer for Gotham Knights, uh, Warner Brothers said to provide players with the best possible gameplay experience, the game will release on PS5, 
Xbox Series X and S and PC and will not be available on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One consoles. When Warner Brother and developer Warner Brother Games Montreal announced Gotham Knights back in August 2020, it was a cross-generation game. But it appears the ongoing delayed development of the cooperative action adventure has shifted to current-gen platforms only. Uh, that's a call to make. Mm-hmm. That is certainly a call to make. Um, uh, I don't, I don't disagree with it at its core. To be a choice to make, uh, at some point we have to do that. The only yeah. unfortunate thing is that they kind of started. Mm-hmm. with last-gen consoles and then had to cut them out. I, honestly, I'm going to be honest. I've seen the trailer for Gotham Knights. It's not the most exciting thing that I've ever seen. I don't think if Gotham Knights doesn't do well, it's because of this. I don't yeah. think that this is really the killer for a game like that. Yeah, they have their own things to worry about. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm a person. I love Batman. I love the Arkham games. I like this style of gameplay I'm talking about. I, I like the idea of being able to play as the different members of the Bat family as they go on these adventures in, you know, open world city. But I'm very much a person of, I like levels. I'm going to be honest. My action games, I like levels. I like linear progression. I like being able to know that they just wanted to make the combat that fucking good. I am the that Platinum Games uh, DMC fan. That's how That was my upbringing. I didn't have these fucking Souls games and whatnot telling me, I have to stop acting because of a fucking sound bar. No, I had an actual uh, performance meter that told me if I fucking sucked. And that's how I knew I wasn't <laughs> playing well. I didn't need a super fucking difficult boss. I had the game telling me, hey, you're a fucking baby. Okay? That's how I grew up, kitties. With your fucking stamina bars and giant box bosses and, you know, the fucking stock pixel perfect ganky ass movement and all this other shit. I'm getting off topic. Anyway. Yeah, the game looks rough. Like, it's, it's unfortunate. I don't think it looks that rough um, in the actual story segments. It is the open world stuff, which, again, for myself, this is just for me personally, I've never been a big fan of when Western Studios try to take on in-depth combat. I'm closest they got was in the Arkham series. That's probably my best Western combat out there. And, that's, and even then, that only shines, really, in very small, curated segments. Uh, I played hundreds of hours on Dark and Games, you know, playing those VR, the AR missions and whatnot, uh, like, you know, using Batman or the other characters to fight these minions, seeing how, how high of a score you can get. But again, those were close quarters, very um, uh, curated methods. And hmm. when we see the story segments of the game, I think it's fine. I don't think it's any, um, any more really outlandish compared to any other games of similar nature. I think, if anything, the roughness comes from the open world aspects, which is natural. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't have a lot of faith or have ever been really that impressed by uh, Western game developers and their concept of giant open worlds for um, what, is, what is effectively ongoing games um, and their hope to, like, you know, do this Destiny 2, Destiny Light type concept. Like, like what we saw with the the HUDs and everything on there. I've just never thought that they were big hits. I've never really enjoyed them. So the idea of that not looking too great, not surprising. I I didn't feel it was that crazy. I, I think if anything, the person playing it probably was also not that best. It, it clearly didn't seem to... I would be... I'm more worried than the possibility that that is the best gameplay they could find for this game. <laughs> because the first game didn't... The first video of it 
didn't seem that bad. The first video of it, though, was covering a story mission. Was covering, again, a Mokos Quarters uh, curated scenario. So, of course, it looked better. It was, you know, meant for a specific purpose. Because, once again, levels are awesome. Not everything needs to be a giant fucking open world. <laughs> levels are cool, people, okay? Levels are cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know. So it's in rough shape. We'll see what happens. There are other other things going on with this game that needs to be more concerned with. I would be unsurprised if it got pushed back further after the reaction to gameplay this time around. But at the same time, I had these same thoughts and feelings when I saw the first trailers for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy from uh, Idos Montreal. Like I was, I was shitting on that game hardcore when they first showed it off because I thought it looked fucking terrible. Here we are, some like a year later, basically. I've played it on Game Pass recently on my uh, on my Xbox with my 4K TV. You know, everything we said, all the fixings, and it is probably one of the most gorgeous and entertaining games I have played in some odd years. To the point that I had to actually turn off the game and restart it because it kind of made the Xbox work too hard and started chugging. Um, so, I don't know. I'm open to being surprised, but I also... Would not be surprised to see this go further down the well of okay, this needs more time. I'm I'm not in a rush to get this game. I'm fine if they push it back to go ahead and keep working on it. Yeah. Ah oh, shit, it's so, me next, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So we got a lot of we got a lot of Sony stuff to talk about. So here's here's the thing, folks. We got three three big Sony stories that have come out recently, and they kind of all go into each other. So. I'm just going to go ahead and read them all back to back, credit as we need to, and then we'll discuss basically like Sony's plans right now and what it means for where they where their heads at currently. And um, I just remind everyone that as we communicate on these Sony plans, on these Sony articles, we literally just read another article. Xbox is done waiting for you to come to Xbox. <laughs> what what is the quote again? What's the quote? Microsoft oh, yeah. is done waiting for you to come to Xbox. Just so we're clear, that is Microsoft's plan right now. They're done waiting for you. Um, so let's let's talk about Sony real quick. First up, Sony expects to ship fifty six percent more PS fives this year and claims demand is higher than that. This is from Jordan Miller at Video Games Chronicle. Sony has said it expects to sell fifty six percent more PS fives during its current financial year compared to the previous period and claim that even this won't satisfy customer consumer demand. The company announced on Tuesday it had shipped 11.5 million PS5 consoles during the uh, fiscal year 20, 2021. Uh, financial year 20? No, the fiscal... They're saying it twice? Whatever. Financial year ended March 2022, missing out on its initial target of 14.8 million consoles by over 3 million units which it said was due to parts shortages. However, the company said it expects to sell significantly more PS5s consoles during its current fiscal year ending in March 2023 at around 18 million units, and that it felt very comfortable it could achieve that target. There's more to the article. As I said before, we got three back-to-backs, so we're going to move on to another article then. Coming up next, <coughs> another quick piece. PlayStation is putting $300 million more dollars into first-party games and aiming for multiple platforms. This is Ryan Linsdale at IGN. Sony is investing a, investing a further $300 million into its first-party PlayStation Studios 
as a two-pronged strategy to grow its gaming business. Alongside releasing games on multiple platforms, revealed in its latest earnings call, Sony made clear to investments... Oh. Hold on. Revealed in its latest earnings call, Sony made clear this investment oh, is for developing software at existing studios, such as God of War, Santa Monica Studios, or Horizon, Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West Guerrilla Games, and it is separate to its acquisition plans. We plan to increase software development expenses aimed at strengthening first-party software at our existing studios by approximately 40 billion... Is that yen? Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be yen, which is roughly yeah. $308 million, it said. Going forward, we aim to grow the game business by strengthening our first-party software and developing that software on multiple platforms. Sony did not go into what platforms it means, but it likely refers to joint PS4 and PS5 release of games such as Spider-Man, Mars Morales, and upcoming God of War Ragnarok, in addition to its recent venture into releasing PlayStation console exclusives on PC. PlayStation says... Oh, I'm sorry. Again... Cutting up that article, moving on to the next one. PlayStation says first-party games would deteriorate if they launched onto PS Plus on day one. This is referring to the new subscription service that is coming out here in the next month of PlayStation Now Plus, whatever the fuck they're calling it. I don't know. It will get them to, I'm sure. Anyway, this is from Wesley LeBlanc at Game Informer. PlayStation executive uh, Hiroki Hiroki. Uh, recently told investors in a Sony financial results call that the quality of its first-party games would deteriorate if it released onto the company's PlayStation Plus subscription service on launch day. This news comes by way of Eurogamer, which reports that uh, Totoki said that this while also mentioning he doesn't want to make comments on the competitor strategy, with the likely competitor being Microsoft and its Xbox Game Pass service. Xbox releases its first-party games onto Xbox Game Pass on launch day, and it's a big pull for subscription services. PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan has revealed in the past that even with the company's upcoming revamp of PS Plus, it does not plan to launch first-party games there, and that Todoki's latest comments echo that. Oh, I'm sorry. And Todoki's latest comments echo that. Sorry, folks. I almost died earlier. It's happening. Um... I will refrain from making comments on the competitor strategy, uh, Totoki told investors. Our current thinking is to have development costs and appropriate R&D investments for quality products that will improve the platform and also improve the business in the long run. AAA title, uh, type titles on PS5, if we distribute that on the subscription service, we may need to shrink investments needed for that, and that will deteriorate the first-party title quality, and that is our concern. So we want to make sure we spend the appropriate development costs to have solid products titles be introduced in the right manner. As you can see, Todoki steers clear of actually mentioning Microsoft and its Xbox Game Pass strategy, but his words are quite clear. If PlayStation were to adapt a PS Plus first-party strategy, similar to that of Microsoft, it believes the quality of its games would drop. So yeah, that's three articles back-to-back. -back. Again, there are more to the articles if you want to go in-depth please go ahead and visit those articles on their home websites to get the actual uh, brains of these people more talented than us who actually talk about this and their full thoughts. But yeah, um, I think Sony just knows where PlayStation is at right now. And as much as I do, my the cynical part of me wants to call them out for not releasing their first party games day one on the new PS Plus uh, program that's coming up 
Uh, I also kind of believe it. Like, again, more and more, we're seeing the difference of like how much bigger Microsoft is compared to PlayStation, where they're just not competing anymore. Like, this is in my, I don't know, and I could be proven wrong. If someone smarter than me can go ahead and do the numbers and prove otherwise, by all means, go ahead and please do so. I welcome it so you have a better understanding. This is, again, the divide between Microsoft and PlayStation is just so much higher of. I believe it when they say with Deteria. I bet I bet it would, honestly. I bet it would. Do I think they have the money to do both? Yes. Do I think they, the amount of money they would have to spend because they have it would uh, be sustainable? Possibly not, depending on how the future goes. Like, there is a world. like we With these acquisitions that we've seen so much, the world is changing and crazy, crazy things have happened. There could be a world where Sony just can't keep up with the fight of Microsoft's uh, growing just ease of access and getting more people in the Nexus system where it doesn't matter what games Sony's putting out as exclusives, they just can't keep up with the fact that it's just easier to play on Xbox. Um, that world could exist. I'm not saying we're there yet. I don't know how likely it is, but I'm saying it could exist. So the fact that, and again, Sony is much smaller than Microsoft, ultimately. This is no longer PlayStation versus Xbox. This is Sony versus Microsoft, and it's not even a fight. It honestly isn't. It's not even a fight. Um, that's just bullying, if that were to come to blows, in all honesty, and how different they are <laughs> monetarily. And it just kind of sucks. Because, again, I think Sony's kind of where they are, and I think they need to do more listening in terms of like what's happening, what they need to invest in, because it's just... I don't know. They need, they need to have a clearer plan because this whole business strategy of they are the um, they're just they're the exclusive machine. They're the um, luxury product. They want to be where people who truly care about quality and method come to play. And I mean, they can keep playing that game, but in all honesty, that just means that selection gets more limited. Again, they have released some very good games. I may not be a fan of all the first-party games they've released here released here recently. Um, you know, stuff like Horizon, don't care for it. Uh, Returnal, I bought and played. It was fun, but I wouldn't say that I really, really cared for it. I more bought it because I wanted something to play on PS5. Miles, I enjoyed, but Miles was cross-gen. We'll see what happens in the future. And uh, Ratchet and Clank, that's the one that is fully exclusive to PlayStation and PS5 that I wanted. I have not gone back to it. The reason I haven't gone back to it is the fact of um, they keep upgrading these games further and further. So maybe I just want to wait until my first experience is the best one. But also, simple put, it's just so much easier to play a game on uh, Game Pass because I have the access. So I can't pull myself away to go play something on PlayStation. It's it's hard for me to do it, especially in the world where we're getting crossplay, where Sony ultimately was white right to be worried because they know their business strategy and they know that exclusivity and being in control is how they stay on top and now they've started to lose that i i will buy a game on playstation strictly because i have friends who refuse to play games elsewhere so if i want to play a multiplayer game with them have to do it through playstation because they're not going to get anything else. they refuse to go on to these other things they're just so into that system of they you know that's just where they play but as the world changes where i can just buy these games or experience them elsewhere and just still play with my friends who get a game on playstation yeah, I'm going to do that because I'd rather not play, pay for games on my PlayStation anymore. I just honestly wouldn't. Unless things change, I just honestly wouldn't. Yeah, I've been 
I've been mulling over some of these these articles and thinking about that. Um, I wonder, because I see here talking about, you know, first-party games deteriorated they launched on PS Plus, but then also talking about putting more money into their first-party games and aiming for multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. I get a little lost in, like, well, what's, what's the what's the sell here? Like, if they're talking about going more into the PC realm, is the reliance still on those $50, $60 full-price tags? Or... Or is it still the console sales? You know, um, hmm. Because I do see the 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 talks on the PS 5s like demand is still high, and everyone they're still selling it because uh, everyone's still scalping it. Yeah, I think um, they I think they know they need um, they need to have that cross income. They need to have that different source of income for the on there. They they at this point I believe PlayStation has learned the lesson. They can't do mobile. They're, they they fail at mobile. Even if their hardware is ahead of its time mobile, with like the Vita and everything, that was ahead of its time. But they just they can't make the investment on it. They can't make a win on it. So they're not going to go back to that. Mm-hmm. But PC, I see they're leaning more into it uh, just as a result of they need that money coming from elsewhere. Like, I think, that, once again, that gap between Sony and Microsoft has just become more and more apparent where like Sony needs to work on ways to get that money in, even if they're not hurting. I don't want to say like, oh, they're in a bad spot right now. They're losing money. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying, again, we're entering a new age where large sums of money really are what move things for these bigger companies. They, they, they've got to make that. They've got to get more income coming. They've, they've got to get it. Because, again, they are a set of Nintendo, like the smallest group trying to fight this console war. They're still trying to fight this console war that isn't even worth fighting anymore. Mm-hmm. Again, as a reminder, we have all this story, all this to say about, you know, oh, I don't know how about, about Sony's business plan, I don't know that I want it. All these extra complications, nothing they've said has made me hype in so long. Even the new PS, PS Now uh, service coming out, I hope it's good. We still, like, we know the tiers, but we don't actually know what's going to be on there, really. We don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what that interface is. I don't know where I can access it. I don't know what that means to me. I still don't know. I should be so hyped about being able to go back and play these classic games from the PS2 era and that nature, and I can't get excited about it because I don't have faith that the product they're going to launch is going to be worthwhile because that's where they are. As yeah, they're definitely the business... telling you what's not on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the Microsoft big strategy of they're done waiting, they're coming for you. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Wild times to be alive. Wild times to be alive. All right, folks. With that, we'll go ahead and call today. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank all of you who were concerned with the fact that I was dying on camera while uh, Minus began his read earlier. Uh, we want to fortify our defenses. Microsoft's coming for us all. Mm-hmm. Well, Sony's just out there, like, screaming, you know, papers, papers, only for a nickel. You know, get those newsies out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. There will be no Halo tonight. Uh, not just yet. That will be uh, coming back in a few weeks. As Minus has informed me, uh, they, he will be on a small hiatus again. Uh for the next two weeks, right? 
Yeah, I gotta go out of town. So I got going out of town uh, next Thursday, right before the show would start, and then I'll be gone for uh, a little over a week. So I'll miss the next two. Uh, I know you'll still have P. I know you'll uh, you'll you'll still have P. What, what do y'all do? Tuesdays? Yeah. That's uh, Ultima that's, might that's fill Ultima. in on Thursdays as well. So yeah. So me and Ultima will still be on Tuesdays. We'll probably fill in on Thursdays as well. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, All right. My take those days off. I haven't decided yet. People need breaks, and especially myself. So we'll see what happens, folks. But that's going to be the plan for right now. Uh, no more shows this week. I don't know if we're going to stream anything this week. We may, we may not. Uh, so we'll, show it. we'll see what happens on the channel. But if not, excuse me. But if not, we'll be back, as always, on Tuesday with me and Ultima and more news on there. And then we would trash talk next Wednesday. And we'll see what happens on Thursday. Most likely, we'll have a show with me and Ultima again at the later time of 9.30, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, minus anything else to promote? No, that's it. I will right. catch y'all when I get back. Alright, you enjoy that trip. And I'm going to try and see if I can... I don't know. I gotta find a way to not die. I don't know. I'm getting closer and closer every day to the grave. Anyway, <laughs> folks. Catch you later. <laughs>